1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, August 20th, 2022, along with producer co-host Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Text line is always open. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, et cetera, et cetera, hey, Share it with us on the text line, the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, if it's pertinent, we might just get it on the air. And, uh, hey, we've got a great show lined up for you this morning. Of course, week one of the high school football season uh, wrapped up late last night. And uh, we're going to talk all about that. We're also going to be visiting with Mr. Lincoln Kaylee Schrock. Oh, toward the bottom of the hour here and talk about a very special fundraiser that takes place tonight at 7 o'clock at the uh, Sport One Ice House. And uh, it's going to be the Comet Alumni versus the BLM Warriors. And it should be uh, or BLF Warriors, the Braden Lewis Fundraiser Warriors. It should be a a great time tonight. We're going to talk to... uh, Kaylee Schrock, and the list of uh, players on that alumni team for the Comets is outstanding. Uh, even includes Jeff Worlton, if you remember Jeff Worlton, number 17 from uh, some years back. Uh, quite the bruiser. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk to Kaylee about that. And uh, we'll also talk to Mike Nutter in our weekly Tin Caps chat. We'll, uh, we'll do that uh, a little bit later on in the show as well. But uh, but first, good morning, Justin. And uh, football is indeed underway in Northeast Indiana. It is, and uh, I got to enjoy the sultry sounds of Jim Shovlin last night on the postgame show, driving back from my game, Snyder and Northside. So you had a uh, busy evening between the pregame show and the postgame show. Indeed, I did. And uh, in between times, the hospitality room. Enjoyed the hospitality room out at Homestead, which you were telling me before the show is in good hands. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Mrs. Irwin uh, is is running the show there. And uh, and what a great lady and her husband as well. Um, Of course, the the parents of Rob Irwin. Yeah. And... uh, the athletic director now there, and it just uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of great food and uh, and very very easy in easy out and uh, so and very welcoming. So uh, that was uh, that's what I did uh, quarters one through four, <laughs> and then went over to the Pizza Hut and, nice. uh, and enjoyed that too. But but yeah, uh, week one of the high school football season. Fewer, I think, fewer surprises than I perhaps anticipated yeah um you know things went pretty much according to the plan right and although uh, you know some of the teams that may have struggled last night it was interesting because i was thinking about well well i saw their preview let's say either on uh, on tv or or through a website or something and uh, there was a whole lot of optimism 
and, uh, and then all of a sudden when it turns into game night and the lights come on and the referees come out, uh, hmm, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe reality hits a little bit. Right? Yeah, everybody's unbeaten before week one. Right. So it was uh, it was a interesting time. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah, there were a couple little surprises uh, to me. But, eh, you know, overall, not too bad. But uh, let's get to the scores right now. And uh, let's start with the Summit Athletic Conference. And, of course, uh, Mr. Kenny will provide uh, some analysis on uh, just about all of these, especially the SAC games. Uh, we had uh, the first game was Carroll uh, beating Bishop Lewis 42-3. to Jimmy Sullivan, uh, three touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown. And uh, Carroll's defense, uh, as advertised, it is, and, you know, Bishop Blewers, we knew the offensive side of the football was going to struggle a little bit early on as they have a lot of new guys in new positions. That offensive line in particular is really young and inexperienced, but the dominance we saw out of Carroll on both sides of the football, Dylan Bennett with a huge game, Jorge Valdez with a big game on the back end. Jimmy Sullivan settled in, what, 234 yards passing, three touchdowns, so the sophomore gets his first start ever in week one of the season this year carol takes care of business now they got to prep for snyder yes in a big one next friday night the game of the week in the sac next week and speaking of snyder the panthers uh, held on they did to beat the Northside legends last night 20 to 18 langston lavelle had a couple of touchdowns for the panthers in that one but you were there i was and uh talk i mean talk about this because we we knew Snyder was going to be good, we, and we knew that Northside was going to have a, a lot of talent. Yeah. And it, it just came down to, you know, will both teams be disciplined enough to be exceptional? Yeah. And uh, your thoughts? Well, you know, we could end up talking at the latter part of the year of this being, you know, two of the best teams in the SAC, or, or maybe the two teams best in the SAC. But it was a very disjointed game. There was a lot of penalties. Each penalty, I swear, took two to three minutes to figure out and announce and adjust the spot and, you know, just a lot of disjointedness on both sides. It was typical week, week one game for the teams, but I thought the officials could have done a better job at managing the football game. I think it took all the flow completely out of the game based on, on how they were calling it. But, you know, in the end... Snyder, despite not scoring a single point in the second half, holds on to beat Northside. Northside falls down 20-6. to six. They score late in the first half to draw within eight, drop the two-point conversion, and then they score early in the fourth quarter to get within two, drop the two-point conversion. And that's what we're talking about, the difference between winning and losing in this game is two drop two-point conversion tries. And when you're trying to beat a team the caliber of Snyder, you cannot afford those types of mistakes. And you know, at, at the end of the game, Snyder was able to ground at, grind out the game on the ground, work off the final five or six minutes off the clock to preserve the win as Northside couldn't get a stop. But I was very impressed with, with both teams, a lot to fix, a lot to address for both teams. But I think every single coach in the state of Indiana is saying the same thing this morning. That's right. And, of course, uh, Northside is home next week, but they get... Bishop DeWanger. Yeah, and, and I, I believe Bishop DeWanger is a team we're going to talk about here very shortly. Yeah, DeWanger, a 35-13 winner over the Wayne Generals last night. And, uh, you know, you had uh, C.J. Davis making his uh, debut in a Saints uniform. And uh, it didn't take him long to establish himself as a 
fan favorite. When you look at the athleticism that is C.J. Davis, and we talk so much about him in the defensive backfield, is his impact as an athlete Bishop DeWanger took advantage of last night. We saw that on display, playing him on offense, getting him the football. And that it, I think some some coaches overthink it when you have talents the the, the caliber of C.J. Davis is just get him the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Find ways to get athletes the ball. And C.J. Davis is a phenomenal athlete, and Bishop DeWanger did a great job getting him the football. Some people were kind of looking at this game as could Wayne go into Shields Field and get a win? But even, you know, the talk of, of Dwanger maybe a down year this year, you know, they've now beaten Wayne 11 straight times. So it was going to be difficult for the Generals to go in there and get a win. I think it was a convincing performance by the Saints. Well, and despite 200-plus yards from Lamarian Nelson, as who advertised. came in, you know, we, we all knew that he was one of the, the top backs in Northeast Indiana as well. And uh, so, you know, but Sam Campbell. Three touchdown passes, right. two of those to Davis, the other one to Carter Minix. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't want to say it's the exception of the rule for Dwanger, but uh, not all that often do the Saints you know, toss uh, more than a couple of touchdown passes in a game, you know. So, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, you know, even uh, even a Brandon Lytle a couple of years ago and, and you know, and then before that uh, would manage the game. And and he had an arm that he could throw, but uh, you know it was. Of course, there was a, there was a lot of uh, feature backs in sure. the backfield, a lot of Tipman. I think it was a great night for Sam Campbell because once Bodie Dickerson transferred to Northside, everybody kind of questioned what Bishop Dwanger was going to do at quarterback. And mm-hmm. I think Sam Campbell, at least for one week, showed he's perfectly capable of running the offense at Dwanger. Concordia 32-18 over Southside last night. Uh, Tim Manigold returns to the sidelines for the Concordia Cadets. Eli Maddox behind center and uh, a lot of uh, new weapons for the Cadets as well. Namely, Johnny Washington from the basketball court. Three catches, three receptions for the game, all go for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So... When we look at Concordia, and I think Eli Maddox was kind of slept on earlier in in the preseason, he really could be the most complete quarterback in the SAC. And now he has a weapon and a Johnny Washington to throw. Remember, keep it simple. You have athletes, get them the football. Johnny Washington is a phenomenal athlete. Concordia, Tim Manigold did a great job identifying it and get him the football. Concordia gets a win. I, I was impressed, too, with the way Southside battled. But Concordia could be a team. Not that they're not going to compete for the SAC title, but you better be ready to play for Concordia each and every Friday. They could clip a team or two over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the final game we we're talking about was a game you heard right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM last night at Walters Stadium at uh, Homestead High School. It was the Spartans, 50-14 to 14 over the Northrop Bruins. And... Uh, same old, same old when it comes to the Homestead Spartans. You were there when you weren't eating in the hospitality room, mm-hmm. but Homestead goes out, takes care of business. You know, Northrop is is that program kind of in transition, right? New regime, new coach, trying to figure some things out. You know, lost some players to 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 transfer and graduation. So when you look at guys, you have individuals like Jelante Hinton that are tremendous, and and Jaden Schmank and some other players. They are still in year one of a new regime. So you're going to see some growing pains out of Northrop. But Homestead, a team that a lot of people in the offseason and the preseason were saying maybe could take a drop in the SAC, at least through one week, are showing that they're not going anywhere.
Yeah, well, and, and one of the better runners in Fox, and and uh, you know even even a touchdown pass from uh, Mr. Leeper, right? Uh, you know, so uh, Homestead, you know, but I I will say Homestead got out to a thirty to nothing lead uh, in the first half. And there were thoughts running through minds that, okay, is this going to be a rolling clock in the second half? Right. But then Northrop didn't fold up the tents and responded. And, uh, you know, it, it got a little bit out of hand at the end as far as uh, uh, the score was. But uh, it was, uh, you know, Northrop still coming in and battling. So uh, interesting stuff in the SAC. Let's move on to uh, uh, the NE8. Heritage Patriots of Casey Colkman shut out Belmont 23 to nothing. Uh, not a gigantic surprise in this one. No, and, you know, I think it was a game that, that Heritage really, uh, despite it being non-conference, really wanted to show how better it is now in year three and how it's poised to continue to get better under Casey Colkman. And after that four-win season last year, the, the goal is to have a winning season this year, right? They follow that game up at Norwell next week, so that's going to be difficult. But for Heritage to get a win right out the gate is impressive. You know, last year they had Eastside and Norwell. In fact, that's the two teams that they have played for the last three or four years in to start the season. It's difficult to get momentum positively when you're opening with Eastside and Norwell. So for Heritage to get a shutout convincing win to open the season. That's positive vibes for the Patriots. I believe first time since 2009, and that was the last time they Ooh. played Belmont in the opener huh. that they've started the season. Stick with Belmont. 1-0. and And in a battle of Eagles last night, it was Columbia City over Cherubusco 31-7. to And uh, there's all kinds of cliche and joke lines <laughs> and things there. Um, of course, uh, no Greg Bolt, no problem for the Eagles of Columbia City, but uh, they get their first win against uh, Cherubusco. So, uh, you know, right there. And if if Columbia City wants to be in the the, the mix right here with the likes of Norwell East, Noble, and Leo, uh, you know, they're going to have to, uh, you know, put points on the board. They did last night. The defensive was impressive. Josh Arntz, nine tackles, a sack, also had a rushing touchdown. Colton Piper, his first career start at quarterback, replacing Greg Bolt, had nine passes completed. Three of them were for touchdowns, so he was efficient in the action he saw. And so after week one, despite not having any league games, I feel like we're in a position where we're starting to shuffle teams around in the Northeast State at this point. Indeed. Uh, another game that featured a Calb 21 to 14. Uh, both teams kind of uh, trying to bounce back yeah. from, uh, from uh, maybe some subpar seasons or a subpar season uh, last year. And uh, of course, the Hornets take care of business in that one. Uh, in, in other games, uh, it was Eastbrook over Huntington North 39 to 26. And uh, in a, a Bit of a surprise for me. Kokomo comes in to Leo and hands the Lions a 33-13 loss. That's one of the more eye-opening games from last night in the foes. And I know some people were saying, well, it was a one-point game. You know, Kokomo outscored Leo 19-0 to end this game. And there were some injuries and turnovers. But, you know, excuses, everybody's got one, right? And Leo, we're not accustomed to seeing them taking a loss like we saw 
last night. I mean, a couple of years ago, they played Morrisville and in, in what was a really good kind of moxie game for them and trying to find out where they were and kind of got handled. But Kokomo, eight-win team a year ago, but lost some pieces from last year. We thought Leo with that new offense and new style was going to be able to hit the ground running. It struggled last night. Now it goes to Angola. I mean, you look at Leo's schedule now going in. Angola, which got a surprising win last night, I think, for some people in their new digs. Then you got Norwell, New Haven, and East Noble. So Mm -hmm. the meetings this morning for Leo are going to have a sense of urgency because they're about to hit the most difficult portion of their schedule, and they're already in the midst of it after Kokomo came in and beat them by 20. Yes, indeed. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message, if you will. And uh, other scores from the uh, NEA conference had New Haven shellacking Marion 47 to nothing. Uh, it was the Trey Bates show. It was a great game for Trey Bates. Great game for the defense of New Haven under new defensive coordinator Kendrick Mullen, a OPS guy. So great to see him have some success. I, I know Marion had a lot of underclassmen, a lot of freshmen in some key spots. But that's an electrifying offense anytime you play them. So for New Haven to, to pitch a shutout against Marion and dominate on both sides of the football, indicative of where the Bulldogs can be once we get into league play in the Northeast State. Yes, and, and of course, uh, talking about the uh, the upper echelon of the Northeast State, I failed to mention New Haven. And we're going to see really quick because they could probably put points on the board from any position on the field. So right. uh, let's let's see. And then with that, uh, that shutout against Marion, we'll see. Uh, speaking of the upper echelon of the Northeast 8, Norwell, a 22-7 winner over Mississinawa. Don't overlook this game and how impressive it is for Norwell. Mississinawa last year was a nine-win team. They beat New Haven and Wayne in convincing fashion in sectional play. And it's a very good Ole Miss program that Kyle Burrish has in Gas City. And for Norwell to go on the road and beat that team in, in really convincing fashion at 22-7, to 7, particularly that defense that we think so highly about, it's very impressive, you know, for for the Knights last night. And, and they get heritage at home. And then a big one against Leo in week three will really set the tone, I feel, for both teams in the Northeast State. But a really good, solid road win to begin the season last night for the Knights. And in the final uh, Northeast State uh, score from a team that uh, is involved in, once again, an upper echelon team, East Noble, 51-7 to over Plymouth. Plymouth isn't the same Plymouth that uh, we remember no. as, as being ultra-uber-competitive uh in the past few seasons. Yeah, yeah, winless season last year for Plymouth. Adam Hanley, former Wabash coach, takes over the Rockies. They have to start the season going to East Noble. Xander Brazel and company handle business for East Noble. So a good good start to the season for the Knights. They go to Northwood next week, which will be a very good test for East Noble. Northwood went on the road at Jimtown and just absolutely smacked around the Jimmies last night. And in one of the other scores, it was Warsaw over Michigan City, 35-7. to That's a big win for Warsaw. And I know people are going to kind of overlook that a little bit. But Michigan City was a top three, top four ranked team in 5A. And really coming out of, of the region area is one of those highly thought of programs. And for Warsaw to absolutely manhandle Michigan City and beat them by 28 last night, is huge. So when we get towards the the postseason and people start trying to figure out what Warsaw is about, 
that Bart Ball is challenging on the offensive side of the football. This is a huge win for Warsaw. In my opinion, for area teams, the most impressive win from last night. Let's take a look at the uh, teams from the Allen County Athletic Conference that we haven't already told you about. Adam Central, 56-6 to over Garrett. Uh, I was expecting a little closer game than that, but a uh, 50-point margin of victory for the Flying Jets. Well, Michael Mosier is like one of the biggest sandbaggers in the area, or at least a guy that will try to, to uh, lower expectations as much as possible. Yeah, they graduated a lot, but the talent they have right now out at Adams Central is exceptional. I expected Garrett to hang around a little bit better in this game as well, but Adams Central, as advertised, it's I know it's week one. Put them atop the ACAC. Pencil them in as the best team in the North in Class 1A. And it was South Adams, 35 to nothing over Arkenham of Ohio. Quan Warner uh, had three touchdown passes for the Starfires in that one. And uh, from what I understand, uh, this this team from Ohio is uh, bona fide. Yeah, they are very good. Had a, a eight eight nine wins last year. Arcanum did, and it's it's a step up in competition for South Adams. But the Starfires take care of business, and in, in convincing fashion. So South Adams now goes to Belmont next week. So good start for the Starfires. A couple of the other scores from the Allen County Athletic Conference uh, teams. Uh, it was uh, Southern Wells losing to Fremont 32-8. to and, But just remember that just as recently as a couple of years ago, Southern Wells nearly, well, they couldn't feel the, uh, a team uh, due to numbers and and had to basically back off their season. And so, right. I mean, their their program was in jeopardy of shutting down. Here, yeah, they, they, they take a loss last night, but they scored a touchdown and got a conversion out of it. Yeah, didn't play in 2020, went winless last year. Now they're back on the field with Southern Wells this year. You know, can they get a win somewhere? We'll have to see. But it's good to see the Raiders back out there and competing. I just, I don't know what the personnel situation is out there. And and Fremont gets the win under Coach Trevor Thomas, who, you know, got three wins last year for Fremont and starts the season off with a win this year, and they play Blackford next week. That's a winnable game as well for Fremont. Yes, because Jay County take uh, took on Blackford last night and beat them forty-one to nothing. Once again, Jay County was a team that uh, uh, struggled sure. uh, in in seasons past. So uh, that should be an interesting one. Bluffton shut out by Northfield twenty-one to nothing. Kind of a surprising result here. Now that the Northfield won, but the shutout that. Bluffton, you know, suffered through last night not being able to score their first, you know, shutout loss since 2019 to South South Adams. So, in terms of of teams trying to figure out what happened last night, Bluffton kind of at the top of the list this morning. And Eastside uh, did what Eastside does. Uh, they beat Woodland last night by a score of 50 to 24. Briar Muncy over 200 rushing yards. Dax Holman went for 123. Carson Jacobs, uh, 90 yards on the ground. All three of them each scored two touchdowns each. So a great start to the post-Laban Davis era in Butler. Yes, indeed. Moving on to the Northeast Corner Conference, a few of the games uh, that we haven't already told you about. Uh, West Noble gets a 33-7 victory over the Central Noble Cougars. 
A rival week one rivalry game that's become tradition in Noble County and West Noble very impressive last night in getting that win over a Central Noble team that some people really believe could be a sleeper in that small division in the NECC. You know, maybe now after week one we should be talking about West Noble competing in that big division. Yes, and we've got uh, also Fairfield over Goshen, twenty-two to twenty in overtime, and another score. Prairie Heights, 39 to nothing over Whitco. And it wasn't all that long ago that Prairie Heights had one of the state's longest losing streaks. And uh, they turned it around on the Wildcats last night, 39 to nothing. I don't think Patrick McCray gets enough credit at Prairie Heights for what he's doing with that program. Four wins last year, including a road win in the sectional against Woodland. You know, got pummeled by lures after that. But let's put things in perspective. Like you said, Prairie Heights was one of those infamous teams that just struggled to get a single win each and every year. And now they're off to a 1-0 start, won four games last year. And I think Coach McCray deserves a heck of a lot of credit for what he's doing with the Panthers program. Indeed. And then uh, Lakeland loses to South Bend St. Joe 36-17. Uh, I had a text that came in from our buddy Ryan Dellinger. Uh, who was at the Leo Kokomo game last night, just said too many turnovers in the second half. You know, there were, uh, you know, four uh, straight possessions, I believe, were, uh, were turnovers. So, um, unfortunately, that uh, that isn't going to win you games when it no. comes down to that. Especially, and, and don't forget the Kokomo coming off an 8-3 and three season last year. And here's the thing we got to remember with Leo is when you drastically transform what you do as an offense, and these kids have not run that, for any previous seasons they've been instilled since the younger groups at leo to run the system that they ran last year and the year before and the year before that by the time they're starting games on at, at varsity level it's it, they're they're reacting they're not thinking based on what they're running right now everybody is new to the new system so you're still going to be working out the kinks and guys in different places they shouldn't be and missed assignments and all that that's the growing pains you're going to have for leo and that, i don't think that's something that, that that some fans really factored in is how drastic the new regime changed things and i feel it's going to take some time and i think that was a question going into the season is what was the learning curve for leo and at least after one week maybe it's a little bit steeper than a lot of people expected 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862 put TS in front of your message and those are the scores from around Northeast Indiana last night in week one of the high school football season uh, looking ahead to week two quickly uh, just some of the uh, circled games and uh, we alluded to it a little bit earlier uh, we have Bishop Dwenger at Northside uh, could be a dandy there at uh, Chambers Field also Snyder at Carroll in the SAC. We'll find out. Uh, once again, it takes three weeks to find out who the contenders and the pretenders are each and every week. But uh, those two should be dandies. Yes, absolutely. Those The best thing about the SAC's format this year, the final year of it, is you know things in the conference race start from week one, first Friday night of football. And you know, already we're having storylines on on which teams are in position and which teams need some help already in the SAC after a single game. Now, one that's intriguing to me is New Haven at Eastbrook. Uh, both teams put up a lot of points last night. Eastbrook 39 on Huntington North. And, of course, the New Haven Bulldogs 47 on Marion. Uh, what's going to give here? And, of course, uh, you know, with, with uh, New Haven shut out of Marion, 
does the staunch defense there take precedence uh, when you got two high-scoring offenses? Right. I, sh- I should uh, text my buddy Kendrick Mullen and say, what, what do you got for, for week two after pitching the shutout last night against Marion? But the, the philosophies completely change, right? Marion wants to run and gun. They want to get things on the edge and attack in the open field. Eastbrook loves to pack it in. They do their misdirection. They do a great job at the physicality at the point of attack. And that's going to be a very interesting game to watch because we've seen New Haven being able to defend one aspect, one kind of offense. Can they properly defend another kind of offense? If they can, if they can go to Eastbrook and either get a win or, or a close loss, then it definitely is a team we need to talk about in the Northeast State in terms of contention. And, of course, always a week to uh, circle the game. Wow. East side at Adams Central. It may not mean anything in the standings, but it means a whole hell of a lot in terms of where these two teams are at. Adams, this was a great game last year, and I expect the same this year with a new group at, at East Side and an East Adams Central team that's trying to prove it's once again one of the teams to beat in Class 1A. Can't wait for, for that one next Friday. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a break, but before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, do, you, do you have a water softener? You know, and I've mentioned this time and time again, is there one sitting in your basement with cobwebs all over it, maybe out in your garage, an outbuilding or something like that in a utility area? It's way back. Yeah, sure, it's got salt in it. We put salt in it. That's, that's good. But, you know, is it working? Is it regenerating properly? Is it, you know, is it adjusted properly for the type of water you have? Sometimes water can change a little bit with its hardness, et cetera, and its numbers and stats. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668, and ask about a water softener inspection. $29.95, you'll have a, a Culligan professional come out, take a look at your water softener. It doesn't have to be a Culligan. It can be any kind of water softener. Have them come out. Do this for them. $29.95. Once again, the waterborne appliances in your home, whether that be a dishwasher, a water heater, washing machine, you don't want bad water going through it. You don't want hard water going through it because the lines will be compromised in a hurry. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. 
Life insurance, while a sensitive topic, is a vital part of smart financial planning, particularly for parents. For a minimal cost, a life insurance policy can provide a means to guarantee that the people who depend on you will be taken care of in the future. Talk to Matt and the team at Hoopy Insurance Services about obtaining coverage to ease your worries and secure financial stability for those closest to you. For over three decades, Hoopy Insurance Services has been helping people just like you get the right life insurance coverage for a cost that fits their budget. Remember, a difficult conversation today could mean peace of mind tomorrow. Find comfort in the experienced and knowledgeable staff of local agents at Hoopy Insurance Services. Call 486-7488. That's 486-7488. Or visit them on the web at hupe-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 40 years. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. It's the back-to-school bonanza from Shield Exteriors, home of the True Lifetime Warranty. Text the word SHIELD to 46862 and register to win a grand prize of $5,000 in back-to-school cash. Shield Exteriors Roofing, protecting what matters most. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. The Dayton Dragons defeated the Fort Wayne Tin Caps 4-2 on Friday night in Game 4 of a six-game series. Played in front of the ninth sellout crowd of the year at Parkview Field, 7,590 fans. Game 5 of the series set for Saturday night, first pitch at 6.35, with Fort Wayne sending right-hander Jose Espada to the mound. For ticket information, go online at tincapstickets.com. If you can't make it, join us for the broadcast starting at 6.15 here at 1380 The Fan in 100.9 FM. Today on Hey Culligan, soft water, cleaner environment. What do you say, Greg? Hey Culligan, are you saying if I have a Culligan high-efficiency water softener, I'm also helping the environment? It sounds like you're saying it, Greg, and yes, you are, because with the Culligan high-efficiency water softener, you'll use less detergent, soap, and harsh chemicals, and that's good for the planet. Now you're saying it. You bet I am, Greg. Soft water and a cleaner environment is already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Man, I slept. New ZQuil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is made for people who are tired of being tired. I've never slept like this before. I've never woken up like this before. A melatonin-free sleep aid made with a botanical blend that contains clinically studied and effective valerian root, hops, and passionflower, shown to help promote better restorative sleep. ZQuil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep. 
Sleep this good. Feel this good. Available at retailers near you. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Beautiful Saturday morning so far. And uh, Bill Collins uh, likes it, too. Along with Justin Kenny from Outside the Huddle and OPS, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for joining us as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, opinion, uh, share it with us on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message if you would, please. And uh, especially, hey, if you'd have any kind of question for Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, Fort Wayne Comet legend, Fort Wayne Spaceman head coach, GM of the Parkview Sport 1 Ice House, uh, baseball player, hockey, everything, everything. <laughs> My goodness, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is one Mr. Kaylee Schrock. Schrocky, good morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you doing today, Jim? I am uh, doing uh, okay. Okay. Uh, still got that one stick beside me uh, at all times, but, uh, you know, each day I'm getting a little bit better. So, uh, you know, who knows? I I may be uh, a pickleball player in the future. Who knows? <laughs> Well, it's a heck of a good-looking stick. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. I yeah. I think it's snakeskin. Uh, <laughs> Diane thinks it's mermaid scales, but uh, we're gonna go with snakeskin because it's not a little more masculine. But uh, but I digress. Uh, you, <laughs> sir, are part of a gigantic fundraiser that is taking place tonight, and it is uh, a fundraiser for a young man who uh, the son of Adam Lewis, former Fort Wayne Comet, Braden Lewis, who is a hockey player, a junior hockey player in his own right, and uh, his, his undergoing uh, treatment for uh, some brain cancer, I guess, if, if, for no better term. But you and, and a few others uh, put together a Comet alumni team that is going to be taking on the BLF Warriors tonight at 7 o'clock uh, at the Ice House. And, and first, tell us a little bit about how this fundraiser got started. Yeah, I mean, it, it really just, uh, you know, Brandon Warner and I, uh, you know, we're talking a good close with, I'm, I'm closer with Braden than I am with Adam because I coach against them. But, uh, um, you know, they work together at SDI and, uh, you know, we started talking and about, about different ways we can help. Uh, Jeff Worlton also created a, a GoFundMe former comment and uh you know we we all chipped in and just uh, they're doing a golf outing at SDI and I said hey the rink we could let's do a common alumni game so it's really been um everyone in this process and um you know and it's just because of the you know what a great family the Lewis's are and and what a great kid uh Braden is and uh the support has been tremendous. It's been unbelievable. We got guys coming back in town like Colin Chalk, and um, you know, which is just it's it's so neat to see the support not only from the Fort Wayne community but the hockey community as well. 
Oh, no doubt. And just looking over this uh, this roster, if, if if I named everybody on the roster, it'd take too long. But, I mean, Bobby Stewart is on the roster. Kevin Bertram, Leo Thomas. You mentioned Jeff Worlton, one of my favorites to watch back in the day when he played. Uh, you know, Sean Venadam, uh, uh, Dustin Verag, uh, guys like that. Guy Dupuis coming back and uh, and Jimmy Logan as well. You know, it's just, uh, but a lot of guys that have maybe settled in Fort Wayne too, but but this is a great time for Comet fans to not only come out and see a lot of the the Comet legends that they, they came to, to love as fans, but also help out the Comet family and the Comet community. No, I, I, absolutely. And, it, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it'll be, a, it'll, it'll be a great event. We've got uh, a bake sale. We've got a silent auction. Um, there's a lot of ways that, uh, you know, people can help uh, donate. So we're looking forward to it, and I think uh, it's going to be a special night um, for Braden, and I think it'll, it'll hopefully be one that we can look back on and tell a great story about how um, he's going to beat cancer. Now, Shrocky, what do you know about the BLF Warriors? Because uh, these, these look like a lot of young names here. <laughs> and, and it looks like... Yeah, uh, very, very, uh, very fast on blades. They, they, yeah, though it's all. Uh, I, I know a lot of these. It's, uh, it's mostly Braden's, uh, mostly Braden's uh, teammates from Metro, the team he played on last year. Which they fin, they were, uh, they were in our league and they were runners up in the national championship game, lost by a goal. So, yes, they are very good. And then, uh, th- then there's a mix of just some of friends and family. Um, and other uh, players that, you know, just grew up either playing with Braden or, um, you know, friends of his that are very good hockey players. You know, you got uh, Capri Chalk, Chalker's uh, youngest daughter, who's a heck of a hockey player, going to be playing the game, which I think is so cool. I noticed and, that, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so in that, there is a, uh, there's a youth and adult. Um, we call it an Ironman tournament beforehand. I think she's playing in that as well. So, um, you know, for a lot of the kids that weren't, weren't able to get in the game, they can still play today in, in honor of, uh, you know, Braden and, and, and to support him. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun day. And I, I tell you, I think uh, I think these uh, common alumni are the underdogs. Right <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, by describing these uh, this warrior team. But still, looking at this lineup, I mean, if guys have been skating at all or anything like that, uh, you know, it's just, it, it will be a lot of fun to see these guys out there. And now, will there be the opportunity uh, for autographs, et cetera? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think a lot of the guys will be getting there early. And then, uh, obviously, after the game, I know, um, you know, one of the silent auction items is a um, it's a Comet autographed jersey with all of the of the alumni. Um, so yeah, but guys will be there to uh, help sign autographs, of course, for the for the fans that come in because I'm sure that we will have some Comet fans that want to see some of these old friendly faces. And uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, I think uh, you know some of the guys are actually a little bit excited to finally get to play in an event like this you know you and and when we did this at trine it was you know i I was amazed by how how good it felt to actually play in front of people again you you know and so it it it, uh um i'm sure some of those guys will have a lot of a lot of fun too especially um 
you, you know, for, for why we're doing it. Well, well Shraki, how easy or challenging was it to get this roster filled? Honestly, it, I've been asked that question, and it, it wasn't challenging. It was, hey, it was, you know, asking a couple guys, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, Adam Lewis, um, you know, we wanted it to be uh, mostly guys that he played with, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it, it would mean more to him, and and um, and and so and, and those are the, some of the guys that Braden has heard stories about, and you know, so now he's if he hasn't met them, which he's probably met most of them, he's going to be able to interact and see some of the guys that Dad played with. And I thought, um, you know, he had tremendous support. Bobby Stewart, you know, Jimmy Logan, guys like that. That uh, V Rag, Ben Adam, that just I mean, mm -hmm. they were you know, Perot, like, you know, I mean, some of these guys Warner talked to, I didn't talk to him. Warner's like, yep, he gave Adam, gave him a list and sent some of that out. And, uh, he, yeah, those guys came back in a heartbeat. We, yeah, it was unbelievable. This, just the, uh, the, the, the guys that wanted to be part of this, you know? And so it really wasn't that challenging. It was a simple ask of a question, but Shovey in the hockey world, that's typically how it goes. You'd be, you know, you're always shocked by the support, you get when it's uh it's from the hockey community especially oh. the comet you know the, the comet tradition it, it um this is why it really matters you know oh no doubt about it and, and i've said for years and years that there there's nothing quite like the the baseball fraternity unless you're talking about the hockey fraternity these two sports there's some kind of brotherhood some kind of chemistry that if you play the sport there's an automatic brotherhood, and and it's an I've got your back regardless, and and if you need help, I'm there, you know. And it's just uh, is something that I've I've found over the years. That uh, in in hockey is about the closest I can come to baseball when it comes to uh, the, the you know the fraternization and, and the the assistance when needed. No, you're you you're dead on, man. Um, they're they're both very both very similar, and. Uh, and that's the beauty. And I'm sure there's there's sports that maybe we weren't a part of that have that same thing. And, you know, that's the great thing about sports is it, um, it it's more than a sport, you know, uh, especially in um, situations or circumstances like the one with Braden. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, th this this matters more than, 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 you know, just just sports. And I'm, I'm so glad that we can uh, we can use that to help people. Mm -hmm. And uh you know, it's, it, you know, I, I do, you know, my heart breaks for the kid that he's even, um, that, that he's been dealt this hand, but I'm telling you, like, <laughs> there's one kid, like, uh, he's wired differently. And I think, um, what I want him to get out of this is to look back and say, holy heck, man, people really care about me. And mm -hmm. I've got a lot more support than I ever imagined. Like, that is the goal, and that's what we want for him. So, And I think we're going to accomplish that tonight. Well, it, Justin Cohen had a, a great article in the Journal Gazette this morning about this and in, in talking about Braden and, and about how, you know, with what he's enduring right now, the smile on his face, you wouldn't believe it was him that, that you were you know raising funds for because he seems so upbeat, so positive, smiling, things like this. And uh, it, it's just incredible the outlook that this young man has. Oh, it, it is, and tr and trust me, he's not afraid to to chirp still either. Like I, I called him, <laughs> nice. I said, "Hey, buddy, how you how you doing? Are you ready for this game?" <laughs> you know, he's giving. He's like, "Are you ready? We're gonna." 
you know, we're going to dust you guys. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, we'll we'll see you on the ice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, he's and he's just always had that. Um, he's always had that mentality. The kid is an absolute gamer, and uh, and and you know, he but he also cares about um, other people, and he and he's he's such a good teammate. I mean, heck, he went to Cronier with my 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 nephew uh, years ago in elementary school, and he's a few years older and you know my my nephew is kind of getting made fun of and and newer to the school and, and Braden stuck up for him and would walk walk him to my uh sister's car i mean that's just the type of kid he is mm-hmm. you know? so um great great kid awesome well kaylee have fun tonight stay healthy tonight because you got a game tomorrow and uh we'll uh we'll talk to you soon sounds good chubby appreciate oh, it man. all right thanks kaylee that was kaylee schrock uh, one of the organizers of the hockey fundraiser tonight. And if you're uh, any kind of Comet fan, get on out there and support this. It uh, should be a heck of a lot of fun. There is an admission charge, but there's also silent auction, bake sales, things like that going on for this young man. So uh, here we go. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking to Mike Nutter, president of Fort Wayne Tin Caps. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The Colts welcome in the Detroit Lions on Saturday in the preseason home opener at Lucas Oil Stadium. This is Matt Taylor, and join me, Joe Wrights, and Jeffrey Gorman on Saturday afternoon. After two days of joint practices, the Colts and Lions square off in a preseason tilt as both teams try to solidify their rosters for the regular season. It's the Colts and Lions this Saturday afternoon with countdown to kickoff starting at noon with game action at 1. Hear every play on Saturday right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, it's Brett Rump for the Sports Rush. I love this time of year in the baseball season because as the season winds down, we've got a whole year of stats and figures that we can use to make even smarter bets on FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now is the perfect chance for you to turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Use promo code WKJG when you get signed up. You can bet the money line, home run props, strikeout totals, so much more. Look, you want a bet where I place my bets. You'll enjoy FanDuel as much as I do, so join me. Try it now. It's the perfect time to give it a shot. Use promo code WKJG and turn a $5 bet into $150 in free bets, win or lose, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 plus in Indiana. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com. The Dayton Dragons defeated the Fort Wayne Tin Caps 4-2 on Friday night in game four of a six-game series played in front of the ninth sellout crowd of the year at Parkview Field, 7,590 fans. Game five of the series set for Saturday night, first pitch at 635 with Fort Wayne sending right-hander Jose Espada to the mound. For ticket information, go online at tincapstickets.com. If you can't make it, join us for the broadcast starting at 615 here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Wendy's new Strawberry Frosty is here, so check your watch. Is it Frosty time yet? It probably is. The hour hand would be on, I'm feeling snacky. And the minute hand would be on, relaxing with a rich, creamy Strawberry Frosty on a summer day, just digging into that smooth, chilly deliciousness and vibing. 
You know, depending on what kind of watch you have. When it's time for Frosty Time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Frosty and Classic Chocolate or New Strawberry. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Colored Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you'd like to uh, ask a question, give an opinion, uh, a suggestion, uh, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message if you would do so, uh, especially if you have a question for uh, Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps because he is on the Talk and Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for fitting me in on this awesome uh, first morning after high school football started in the area. Oh, yes, indeed. And a lot of games in the area to cover and, and, and such. But the Tin Caps are near and dear to everyone's heart in Fort Wayne. And uh, we have to cover uh, what's going on at Parkview Field. Beautiful Parkview Field. And, of course, you're in the midst of the second-to-last homestand of the season. Uh, games tonight and tomorrow before... Uh, 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 going on the road and then coming back for another six games. But tell us what's on tap for tonight and tomorrow at Parkview Field against the Dragons. Absolutely. 635 fireworks tonight uh, post game. We've been selling standing room only for this game for about a week. So this will be one of the biggest couple of the year. And then tomorrow we're back at it at 105 against the Dragons forecast doesn't look great either day but i've been on the air here with you many times <laughs> over the years and a parkview field miracle happened and we played and keith winters got the field ready and so last night was an awesome one we had our annual star wars night fireworks we had the largest crowd in the league uh, the boys battled back and lost four to two the effort's been there with the guys all year we haven't won as many games obviously as the padres would like but it's really a testament to the great fans of the Comets, the Mad Ants, the Tin Caps, St. Francis, PFW, and everybody in between because uh, the on-field wins and losses haven't been there, but the attendance has been remarkable again for Parkview Field. And I was going to ask you that, Mike. I mean, what with the last couple of years, and we all know what, what that's entailed, are you gratified at your attendance number? And 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 talk a little bit about that. I, I know that everybody sets attendance goals, but you you do it you know based on the criteria given to you. And yeah. uh, so uh, you know, are you are you happy with uh, where the figure is? Because I mean, to me, quite honestly, I'm very encouraged by the fact that people have returned to Parkview Field, just like. Uh, you know, nothing had ever happened, it seems. Yeah, great question. Uh, we are. Uh, like, you know, we're not sitting back saying, hey, it was great, it was perfect, it was any of that. We've had five games canceled by rain. One of them was a huge crowd. Uh, the other ones were not. But the new world that we're in was 66 home games instead of 70. You know, we came into this year knowing it wouldn't be fully back. You know, some people's behaviors have changed, but... After last night's game, we're averaging right around 5,000 people a game. If you don't get the cancellations over the 66 home games, that's 330,000. You know, and fans will miss that because of the, you know, the rainouts. But I think next year we feel like we're going to come in 
and the probably the internal number is going to be 330, 350 as things start edge back up. Um, what we've seen is the group sales, the company outings, really the lifeblood of our success has really come back in the back half of this year. And so companies are getting more comfortable getting back out there. Um, you know, hopefully some year we won't be talking about 2020 and COVID anymore, and hopefully that's next year. Uh, but we're, we are pleased. The fans have come back. The entertainment has returned. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, last night was one of those. Some of the staff members were pretty excited, kind of giddy at times with, like, this is what we had a lot more of in 2019 and prior, and we're starting to see it more and more again. Again, if Mother Nature cooperates, we're well over 7,600 again tonight. We'd probably get to 8,000. Uh, Mother Nature cooperates tomorrow. I think we're over 5,000. So really, really testament to the fans. Because last night, high school football's back. Yes. The night before, school's back in. But we still did, you know, 55 or 5,800 on Thursday. So we are we are very fortunate to have the fans that we do. Yes, and, and Justin and I were talking about that just before the show about, uh, you know, your attendance number being the highest in the Midwest League last night. And, uh, you know, despite it being week one of the high school football season, which so many venues were so well attended. And that just, once again, as you said, it's a testament to the, the Fort Wayne area fans who like to come out to competitive sporting events and like to socialize and network at sporting events. And, uh, and, and they are doing it, and they are coming out, and uh, that helps all of us sustain. I agree totally. You said it very well. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a through Viber. And so uh, I can't give a lot of compliments to the state up north, but <laughs> my buddies that run minor league teams in the great state of Michigan, you know, their high schools, their schools, they still have that law where they're out from Memorial Day through Labor Day. You know, school cannot be in mm. up there. And so uh, we, w- we woke up to some great texts this morning to great operators and great fans, uh, excuse me, great operators and great GMs and front offices texting us saying incredible crowd last night we know school's back in your place we know a lot of colleges are starting to go back we know the high school football started last night and for you guys to take the daily prize you know of the highest crowd in a league that it really outdraws a lot of bigger and higher leagues is awesome if we play tonight we will move into third place in position for all of low a and high a baseball attendance that would be third out of 60 and that's a lot to be proud of. Yes, indeed, it is. Well, Mike, uh, you, uh, once again, tonight and tomorrow, and then, uh, yeah, just uh, don't worry about the weather. Just just get your tickets. And then uh, the, the one more homestand regular season. Ten caps, uh, not mathematically eliminated yet, but uh, looks like Darn a bit close. of an uphill climb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We return back on uh, Tuesday the 30th and finish up on Sunday night, September 4th, the night before Labor Day, a special Sunday night fireworks show to finish up the year. Thanks to you and Justin, and I can't wait to join you again next week. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks. That was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. And, uh, hey, guess what? That's going to do it for Talking Sports for Saturday, August 20th. Uh, many thanks, too. 
Mike Nutter for joining us. Also, Kaylee Schrock for uh, joining us as well and telling us about the hockey fundraiser tonight. And uh, thanks to Justin Kenny for always keeping it all smooth and his expert analysis on high school football. We truly, truly appreciate it. And thanks to you, of course, the listener, for tuning in each and every week to talk in sports. We really appreciate that as well. Believe me. So, until next week, have a great week, everybody. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Podcasts by Federated Media.